0: Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess. Today's guest is Alan Jones, retired chief deputy of the Champaign County Sheriff's Office. You're barely older than I am, and you're now retired. What are your days like?
1: Uh, They're interesting. Um, I did have to ask some of the staff before I actually retired, is it wrong to still be in my pajamas at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? I never make it that far because I have a dog that demands a walk before lunch. So um, generally, it's weird. It's a blessing, though. Think about this being in law enforcement since I was 21, right out of college. And with our the way our pensions set up, once you reach age fifty, you're able to draw. And certainly, I think that if in certain aspects, and certain folks, that time is important and time to go to retirement. I just wasn't quite ready to get there yet, but here we are.
0: We will get into that in a second. You're a 28 year veteran of the Champaign County Sheriff's Office. You've been a corrections officer, patrol duty, uh, wait, patrol deputy, actually, investigator, sergeant, lieutenant, jail administrator, Champaign County chief deputy. What was the most difficult role of your career?
1: Um, Probably the transition. Well, absolutely. The transition from being um, in the work mode as a sergeant and as investigator and deputy, once you start transitioning to administrative roles, when you're in the office, that transition from a doer to a, a leader to trying to, you know, work from, the desk application made things significantly more difficult. And, and one of the transitions for me was, it was fun. It was an incredible challenge was to deal with the administration portions of the sheriff's office with our computer systems, with our uh, registrations and sales and the business office side of it. This, this stuff that's just not seen day in and day out by the folks who see our men and women patrol cars and transitioning into that. When you look back at it, you're like, wait a minute, this is not police work, but um, it is, it's, it's the support. That's why it's called support services. That was the hardest transition was kind of stopping the work and moving into a, a leadership management role. And by the way, it's 29 years. As of November 16th, I clicked over to my 29. Yay. Yay. And then seven days later, retired.
0: I didn't know you attended the FBI National Academy in Quantico, Northwestern University School of Police Staff and Command, and the National Institute of Corrections Jail Administrator School. With that pedigree, how does one decide to make a permanent home in East Central Illinois? (laughs)
1: My family's here. This is where I was born and raised. we got boys still in school. At this point in my life, we're just not interested in uprooting. And at this point, you know, also with the retirement, April is a, a school nurse in Rantoul, and she's got a great job, works with great people, and, and you know, get that, a nurse, right? Public servant and then and a nurse, a police officer combination. Um, she does a great job with that, and that would require some changes. I'm not a risk taker. And so we, you know, right now for us, this is kind of enjoy the holiday season, meld stuff out, see what happens and go from there.
0: You are one of the most recognizable and friendliest faces in the county. Many, including you, were surprised when you didn't win the election. Were you feeling confident even up to the closing polls that night?
1: Hopeful. Um confident in the work that I had done, confident in the equity that I had built in the community and and the the work that had been established and the relationships that had been established across all spectrums in providing public service. Going around in the the few days before when the guys, the quote unquote pundits, the professionals, again, I'm not a politician. They're telling me, oh, voter turnout, this and that. And I spent uh, election day going around to the different polls uh, cause I wanted to know what the numbers were, just to keep myself busy, um, saddened and shocked, yeah, that's those are fair ways to say um how that turned out. but uh, the the thing about me and, and and I was having this conversation with some of the administrative staff a month or two before the election. Plan B now, if I'm not here, here's the reasons why we're starting some of these conversations, and truly, their question was what do you know something we don't know, and of course not, but you can't always just go pie in the sky and assume you're going to get what you want. And you have to have outcomes. And in this case, when the outcome went, uh, the election went the way it did, I was able to retire and bless and fortunate. Of course, that's part of plan B for
0: me. Well, a lot of people, as I mentioned, like you a lot on both sides of the aisle, but with an R in front of your name, many feel that ties you to the leader of that party, Donald Trump. While you were canvassing, did you have to balance a lot of hatred with Trump with appeasing a lot of his base? How did you handle that?
1: It was a very interesting period of campaign. I knocked on thousands of doors, literally. Um, And I'm an introvert. I've told you this many, many times. I I prefer to stay home and do my thing or go do my work and, and, and be happy. But to go out and do that, the experience was very interesting. First off, the next doorbell, whatever they call that, the nest, the doorbells, the ring and all that on the house, that has now replaced the caller ID on the phone because anybody, I don't know that anybody ever answered the door when I pushed on one of those video doorbells. So those apparently work. The other thing is a lot of times people would say, hi, I'm Alan, I'm running for sheriff. I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. And generally the question becomes, are you Republican or Democrat? And then you get this, well, I'm a Republican and I'm not ashamed of, of saying that's where I am and that's the position that I've brought forward in, in my life. Some folks would close the door, no need to give me anything, we'll see you later. Some folks would actually challenge you, how could you do that? I had a great story. I stopped in Savoy one time and as a retired school teacher and walked up to hand, he first off thought we were soliciting. So he wanted to check our soliciting badge, didn't have that, told him I was campaigning. And he asked that question, Republican or Democrat. And I said, I'm Republican, my name's Alan. And here's some of the information about me He's, well. I've never voted for Republican and I never will. And typically, I, I just did never get in the conversation or discussion, yeah, cause, but it would always one of my prime interests to try to convince him, I'm not a bad guy, let's talk. This time I took a chance, I said, well, ask me a question, let's see if we can get to know each other, and then at least I'll feel comfortable, if you don't want to, walk away. He asked a couple questions, and you know, where are you from, and, and we just started the conversations, and what, is, what does the sheriff do, what have you done at the jail, and he's like, you're not a Republican, I said, yeah, I am, but go ahead, take a look at this information, and, and you know what, if, if, if you haven't voted yet, and you're inclined to, please give me your support. We walked the rest of Savoy. Three hours later, he was waiting in the driveway as I came back to my truck with a list of questions that he wanted to go over and ask after reading the flyer I handed him, the, the website and the Facebook, and, and after it was all said and done, he says, I'm voting for you. And I, that, was, um, you know, that was one of the highlights is the opportunity to actually meet people and have those conversations. Now, that's rare that you get that kind of uh, – unfortunately, there's just a lot of emotion – and it's closed down by that, that R and D. And uh, you recently talked with a guest who made the comment, full R or R with a caveat. And it really wouldn't have made a difference. The, the folks that voted and that were the swings in this group were looking at D and R, and they didn't know if there was an R with a caveat. And I, I think it's truly, you know, it's difficult for somebody to, in politics these days, to really kind of go out and be that nice guy.
0: Well, that leads me to my next question. Would you change anything about your candidacy?
1: No, I I don't have any regrets. I I, I worked at a great agency with great people. I spent a lot of time with some good folks who went out and spent a lot of time working hard. And, um, you know, Matt Grandoni didn't win as clerk, but he and I knocked on a lot of doors together. Randy Rosenbaum and Roger Weber ended up winning, not doing well in Champaign County. But of course, they were walking in neighborhoods, knocking on doors with me. Diane Michaels, I mean these are good quality people. So we're you know, obviously this wasn't a measure of all right, people, we're gonna measure your quality of life or who you are. This was we're going to pick those that we want to lead and this is the way this works out. So, you know, it's not a I don't I don't take it as a judgment or a slam at me. I don't think it's a black eye. I think it's things happen for a reason. It's a life change. Here you go, Alan. Let's see what you and your family are going to do next.
0: What is one thing you started as chief deputy that you hope will continue or not change with the new administration?
1: I really hope that there's a continue to focus on the alternatives for incarceration in the community that we've started and the work that's taking place. And it's it's multifaceted and it's In the law enforcement community, for patrol men and women, they need to have the ability to have additional resources besides the jail, the hospital, or do nothing. And we don't have that in this community. Uh, You know, we made a grant application to try to get the the government uh, to fund caseworkers to go with law enforcement. So that's one piece is alternatives for the law enforcement to to give them more tools to use. Take some of the pressure off the the men and women in the squad cars who have to come up with all these answers at 2 o'clock in the morning when everybody else is sleeping. On the jail side, we want to, I would hope that they would continue to work to ways to keep the community providers in there and let those case workers work with that group and try to reconnect them to the services on the outside. And try to expand that a little bit. You know, I can't say it enough. Champaign County is one of 10 counties across the country that's been designated as an innovator county by the National Association of Counties in the Stepping Up Initiative. That came out of the chief deputy's office at the sheriff's office. It didn't come from a county board. It didn't come from a mental health board. It came from collaborations in the work that we partnered with out of our office to push. And there's getting ready to put out a tool nationwide for stepping up communities to take a look at best practices at how we went about doing it. Well, that's the work that happened under our administration, and that's going to be a reference that's used for counties all across the United States. It would be a shame if any of that changed or went away or didn't get built upon. Uh, Considering we've already been recognized as one of the 10 best in the country in stepping up to deal with mental illness.
0: Has it been a relief not to have the weight of what to do with the county jail on your shoulders?
1: I'm not going to lie. Yeah. There's actually a significant relief, yet frustration, because I'm a problem solver. I love to jump in. I'd much rather jump in the pool and learn to swim than then you know tip my toe and and go from there but but I am learning that it's not mine anymore and the transition to take place is is now what's next and and refocusing on on what to do
0: you and your wife, as you mentioned earlier, have four boys and you're available more to them. Are they disappointed for you or relieved that you're home more?
1: I am actually enjoyed the last three weeks. So listen, the oldest two are iron workers at a local ironworker worker uh, Union five eighty, I believe it is in Urbana. And it's a slower time of season for first-year apprentices. They don't always get jobs. So one of them is married and lives out, and the other, the second oldest is at home. So if they don't get work, I'm doing some home improvement projects at home. They'll come by and help me do that or spend some time with me. So that's been great. The third son is finishing up his sophomore year at college at Parkland. That's JT. And he's going to go to ISU. So he's around the house all the time. And the fourth, the youngest, is the only one that moved right out of college or right out of high school. And he's in Kankakee now. So I don't really get to see him. But, yes, he's at Kankakee Community College now, home for the break. But it uh, it is nice not to have these deadlines, these these timelines to get through. But certainly I'm missing a part of me uh, and the work, you know, the calling that I had as far as that law enforcement, leadership, and management that's not there. But um, just to say, I won't find something else exciting to get involved in.
0: You know how I feel about guns, but I just have to ask, is it weird to not have a gun or not need one on you at all times?
1: For me, I never really, at work, I had one on. And when I was off duty, it wasn't something that I've always done. I'm very mindful of the places that I might go. And, you know, I want to be... In a position that if somebody needs my help, that I can help them. And uh, but what is nice is that I don't have to act, and I don't have to keep my eyes open all the time, and feel a need to fix this or stop that. And so that that change has come about. But um, it is a nice, relaxing conversation. I need
0: to know what is next for you. I'm, you. i you may not have figured it out yet, but what do you have planned on the horizon? I did,
1: I really don't know, and I've told folks a lot of different things. I want some flexibility. I'm going to be looking for. Something that's going to be flexible. I'm not really looking to go out and get another administrative job where I've got to have you know problems and solutions for subordinates in that regard. But I don't know whether it's going to be consulting. I uh, trying to get back into this work that I've done locally with like stepping up with the jail or whether I go a different direction. But I certainly don't want to be a security guard. Folks have asked if I want to drive a truck or plow snow or sell cars or. Uh, you know, be sales. And I'm just not into that. I, I want to get into I want to stay in some sort of public service type avenue. I'm not going to get rich. There's no doubt about that. But certainly got to have, find a calling, find a niche and go after it.
0: It was never about the money for you.
1: Never is. No, it's, it's filling that void, making that difference, you know, providing, that service and solution for folks in the community. Yeah, it's public service.
0: First time I met you, I told you that my son had a bully at school. And you told me about the three warning rule. Can you just kind of reiterate that as well for anybody out there who's, do you remember that? Do you remember that conversation?
1: (laughs) No, I do remember the conversation because that's what I gave to my boys is that you ask them three times. And if after the third time, they hadn't had the opportunity to do what you want, then you would take the actions necessary. Now it's probably not the greatest advice, but look, it's essentially what we teach in law enforcement or what has been taught in law enforcement. Is there anything I can say or do to convince you that you want to stop doing this? It's trying to find other ways to encourage people to make it their idea to stop. At some point in time, you may lose, but then again, you never know. You may win, and you're laughing because what it was was my youngest, Luke. He had somebody who kept touching his sandwich in kindergarten, and I had told him about three times, you ask him three times. Don't tell him. Ask him three times not to touch it, and if they still do or bother you after that, then feel free to do what you felt was necessary. Well, Luke took it as, stop touching my sandwich, and the guy did it three times, and Luke punched him in the nose. Now, the principal, when she called me to tell me at work to tell me my youngest son had punched somebody in the nose, I asked why, and she said certainly because the child had kept touching Luke's sandwich. I said, but I have to know, did Luke ask him not to touch the sandwich? She goes, yes. Matter of fact, Luke told me I asked him three times not to touch the sandwich. And I said, well, Mrs. Hinton, you do what you need to do, but he followed the directions that he was given at home. (laughs)
0: You know what? Since that day, honestly, I came home and told my son that. And it's really a good rule in life, actually. I give you three strikes and then you're out.
1: I'm, I'm not going to let you cause me harm, if you will. I'm not going to be a victim. And, and in this case, we're talking about the election and what's next. I'm not a victim. I am just going through living my life, looking for opportunities. And I think that's what's important for folks is seize that opportunity, seize that direction, set your goals and chase it that's how my mind works it's not always that simple if you will and and that black and white and i know folks struggle to find themselves in many different ways but that's the key is to try to find that happiness especially this time of year with the holidays coming up and and you know there's something out there that's good there's blessings somewhere find them and and go after them and that's that's really what helps keep this my family going along helps keeps me going along and i think that's what set apart that 29 years at the Champaign County Sheriff's Office, it make me not regret anything that I did.
0: 29 years and 7 days. Exactly. Alan Jones, retired Chief Deputy of the Champaign County Sheriff's Office. Thank you for joining me and I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. You're a lovely person. I love to visit with you. I hope we stay in touch.
0: You definitely will. Thanks.